this episode is going to be quite different in comparison to the rest of the season, mainly because this does not feature any specific creator. It's just me answering some questions. Um, I've done around seven episodes so far. Well, I've, I've published seven episodes so far, and I feel I've built somewhat of a very niche audience, which is fantastic. And I thought somewhere in the middle of the season, I wanted to have a Q&A where I can engage with the community that I'm slowly building and just you know answer a few questions that some of you might have and basically just be in touch. It's very straightforward, Q&A, ask me anything. I posted stuff on my Instagram. You can follow me at Tausif Akkas, well, at Tausif Akkas. And of course, you can sign up to my newsletter. I did say I wanted to send out every week, but obviously the release schedule and everything else that's happening in the world right now i thought um i'm gonna do it bi-weekly and send out one episode every two weeks instead of a week it also gives me a bit of a leeway into the next season whenever that may be i wanted to go back to bangladesh somewhere in the first half of this year again and do the second season um recording and release it in the second half of the year Obviously, that's not happening. I don't know when that'll happen. That's where we are right now, is to finish off this season and then on to the next. This is the State of the Creators, a show about creative individuals who are on a quest to build something out of nothing. On to the first question. So, Tanzil Kamal at T-N-Z-L-K-M-L, asks, what would you do if money didn't matter? That has been, in a way, my driving force for a few years now. Uh, In a way, I'm already doing things where money doesn't matter to an extent. This podcast is a prime example. I'm not sponsored by anyone. I'm not getting paid like Joe Rogan. Uh, for my episodes, but I I enjoy doing it. Um, And hopefully if it does bring back a financial gain at some point, which is somewhat part of the equation, it still is something I'm doing regardless of any financial rewards, um, at least in in an immediate sense. So um, anything creative, really, I, I enjoy creating stuff. I enjoy connecting with others over the internet through my work and that's something I'm, I'm continue I'll continue doing no matter what um, with money without money uh, that I just need to satisfy that side of myself so yeah so I, I would say just keep creating stuff Nihal Chaudhary at Nihal underscore Chaudhary asks uh, what do you want to achieve through these podcasts what's your long-term goal with these so nihal is the frontman of the band headline who i recently found out about through the documentary that i did on the new wave of musicians in bangladesh um, with Dogbog, and i just love their work just wanted to put out there so if you're into post-rock ambient rock sounding bands headline from bangladesh with nihal as a frontman Amazing. Uh, do give them a try. So, uh, what do I want to, want to achieve through this podcast? So, look, with this podcast, I, I have three main main pillars. Uh, number one, being a creative, I found that there was no blueprint of being a creative. 
I've been a, I've done some formal ta- training in design and architecture. And while you learn the technicalities, until no matter how much formal training you have, without real life experiences, you're never gonna you, you're never gonna flourish, right? So so there's no blueprint. And I found out the best way to learn, at least for me and and for most people that I have known was to learn from others' experiences, so people who've already established themselves. And I wanted to help upcoming creators pick up a few things from these discussions that I have with creators who are already doing it. Um, so, so that's number one. Number two, as creators, well, most creators love expressing themselves. And we have got a thought process that I feel is never spoken about. It's always the final product, um, especially in Bangladesh, where... You know, you've got albums, you've got movies, you've got all this amazing work, but nobody talks about the thought process. Nobody talks about the days and nights of, you know, creative struggle, the, the sleepless nights where you can't find the missing puzzle for your, you know, creative piece. And it's it's a struggle. As as most creatives, you, you know that, that creating something isn't easy and it comes with a lot of work. So the the process is never is hardly ever spoken about, and I wanted wanted to have this platform where I can um, help creators talk about their journey, their process, and um, the obstacles, the challenges, and and most importantly the, the rewards that they get um, out of creating something, and 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 what I guess sparks joy through creating. Um, so so that's number two, and finally um, I feel I have a unique perspective because I. I'm from Bangladesh and I moved to Australia in a very certain setting. Obviously, I'm in my own bubble and I'm sure there are hundreds of similar bubbles out there. But within my circle, within my bubble, I feel I've got this unique perspective of being in Australia from Bangladesh um, and also having access to the you know the diaspora and finding out about Bangladesh is here and Australians here. It's It's given me different worldviews and I wanted to bridge this gap between Bangladeshi artists and the rest of the world because I've got this uh, a small audience outside as well I wanted wanted to basically create this bridge and and connect the two worlds um, so this is an attempt in, in doing so so yeah three three main things in terms of long-term plans so while I want these podcasts going I still want this to manifest in something bigger um, I love creating documentaries and I love creating stuff and I wanted this podcast to complement those side of, of things that I do. So um, hopefully down the line, um, this becomes a financially sustainable thing where Bangladeshis and beyond Bangladeshi creators can share their journey and process here. So yeah, thanks Nihal, by the way, again, love your music. Zubaida. At Zubay the Asif, I am the favorite niece. So first of all, Zubi, that's not a question. But given that my other niece does not have direct access to this video or this podcast, um, I can somewhat confirm that you are indeed the favorite first niece. We will go into an audio question now. Thanks to Fahim, who is at Fahimation underscore art. He is a brilliant animator and illustrator. And um, 
he's been a massive supporter of the podcast from from day one so so thank you for him for the questions and, and for for reaching out so his hey Tosif, it's Fahim here just wanted to ask uh, what got you into into filmmaking and podcasting all these things like where what's your source like what's your origin story i'd love to hear that man right so um my origin story you kind of have to go back to the earlier days when i would enjoy drawing as a kid a fair a fair bit i, I just love painting and doing that kind of stuff so that was my creative angle that, that i always had um, i picked it up from my mother and my my uh, brothers were also very creative in the fact that they would paint they would do a lot of music and in a way i remember you know they're a lot older than i am and and as a kid i used to see them doing all these little things and back in school it felt like the best way to stand out or to excel in life was to do as many things as you possibly could do from an extracurricular activity perspective so the ECA stuff right i would sign up for everything from debate clubs to quiz contests to singing in choirs and um to to playing sport to everything that i could possibly think of and a lot of them were very creative i i feel a lot of my creative identity was was built from those activities created from that angle and then i picked up music and then eventually got into architecture where i wanted to get some formal studying and obviously if you know how to draw you could be an architect that's something i've said multiple times in the podcasts and then eventually i felt that a lot of the stuff that i learned there weren't as applicable from a creative angle because you'd have to forego a lot of the creative side for um for the engineering side or the more um left brain right brain for the more analytical side of things right so which is fine i love analytical stuff but that's not why i signed up for architecture to start with so through plantic uh, when i co-founded with with a few of the people i know i used to do a lot of the photoshopping and this and that and learned a lot of photoshop through plantic and i there was a different rush you know like until that point i didn't really have an audience for the stuff that i did but this time with plantic those people you know were liking and sharing and really engaging with the stuff that i was I was building and that was my spark right that's when i knew that this is what i want to do i want to create stuff doesn't matter if it's poster if it's music if it's a short film if it's a video i just want to create and i just want to connect that's that's really how how i got into creating stuff but you asked about, about filmmaking as well regarding filmmaking again it came from plantic so i met ijaz through through this thing called bengali filmmakers and in 2014 we collaborated on a project and that was the first time i produced a short film for plantic first time ever while being away <laughs> from from the country and organizing everything over the phone um and it was amazing like the final product is is beautiful like like i still watch it every now and then and ijaz had a big big part in part to play in, in in that aspect and and that's where i got into you know producing stuff and filmmaking uh, obviously i'm not an established filmmaker but from an indie or digital perspective i love making videos and um that that's how i got got into it um thanks again fine for the question this next one saleh he is uh part of the plantic fam plantic crew plantic staff um uh, so shout out to the to the plantic team plantic crew plantic staff 
We have different names. Um, so you've got a two-part question. What got you started with everything creative? Starting from editing A1 videos to working with musicians in Bangladesh. Plus, how do you manage it while still having a job? Um, thanks, Ali. I uh, hope you're doing well in, in Canada. So I think I answered the first part of the question already with uh, with Fahim, uh, through Fahim's one. But as for your second part, like how to got working with musicians in Bangladesh, again, it's it's just, I think, doing one... I have this bad tendency of saying yes to everything, right? I just say yes. Anyone comes up with a project, I'll just say yes. It's very bad. It's terrible. Because I then lose control over what I want to do. Um, or how I, how I want to prioritize my time. Um, I struggle with it a lot. But what it has given me in the longer, you know, in hindsight, is that it's opened up a lot more connections. For example, saying yes to the project with Ijaz in 2014 um, gave him an intro to a few other projects within the Plantic crew and, you know, through links and links, uh, through links uh, of other people. And it got me a chance to work with Ijaz on other projects outside of Plantic. And when Ijaz, because of his network, because of his great work, he combined with other people in the in the country to do stuff for Indalo, that's where he reached out to me. He said, hey, we have a good working relationship. Do you want to produce this music video? So it's essentially just through working with people, really, and knowing someone or being open to opportunities. How, to, how does Saul Goodman say it? It's... You know a guy who knows a guy who knows a guy, really. And, and, and that's how, how I've, done, I've gotten to know a lot of these musicians and, and other people in, in Bangladesh and beyond. So, power of the internet, man. I, I love the internet. Just love it. How do I manage while still having a job? So, over the last year, I've been in transition, right? Uh, prior to that, obviously, I had full-time university. I had full-time 9 to 5, 40-hour, you know, clock-in, clock-out work, mostly in marketing, what I've always done is whenever I would apply for a full-time job here in Perth, my day-to-day -day trade, I would ensure that it gave me enough flexibility. It would give me enough flexibility to come home in my world and be able to do what I want to do and still go back and, and do what I have to do for them. So in a weird way, I had, I had those two things always separate. Um, I didn't want those two to mix at any point in time. There were overlaps every now and then which caused issues for me personally. And obviously you don't want to do, um, you don't want them to impact one another. But obviously you've got a finite amount of time. And um, it's, it's, it, it, it's given birth to some really bad habits like foregoing sleep. Um, it's, <laughs> I slept like an hour today. It's it's so bad. It's terrible. It's it's don't I don't recommend it to anyone. Um, but I also understand that if I don't do it now, I know for a fact I can't do it ten years from now. And I wish I'd done this ten years ago, um, and not spend time, you know, just hanging out in parties or going out with going out on random places or just playing FIFA all day long. So I feel I. I have to give up on certain other aspects of my life to accommodate this stuff. I don't really do much else, really, outside of of just staying home with, with my partner or just 
working and, and that's that's it really over the last year though i've been transitioning into working for myself so i do a lot of consulting work which has given me uh, a wider range of freedom and that's something i'm working on to build because that'll allow me to have more financial freedom to pursue things like this podcast or to to continue doing other stuff um and obviously making sure that uh, this year was a bit of a mess but this year we we were on par to monetize a lot of the media things that I'm, I'm part of so planting being one talk blog being the other so yeah it's more of a transition period for going a lot of sleep um uh you know and your health i've, I've gained like god knows how many kilos it i keep going back and forth uh, i have these phases of months where i'm doing everything right and then on to the next question thanks again Saleh. Um, Shoei Brahman at Shoei Brahman. How do you manage to execute everything regarding Plantic and Talkbog and many projects in Bangladesh while staying overseas? So it's kind of similar to Sana's question, but I thought I'd still keep this in because this one covers the fact that I'm not in Bangladesh and still doing projects in Bangladesh. So I would say this one, um, because of Plantic, because of my early experiences with Plantic and working with people I've never met, pulling off events with vendors I've never seen in my life and and just making phone calls at 2 a.m. at night to people and just getting stuff done has given me an incredible amount of experience that will carry with me for the rest of my life. What working with Plantic has done for me is not only opened up opportunities here where I work with multinational companies with, you know, offices overseas, um, but also the fact that I've been able to do a lot more other things like TalkBog and um, music videos and documentaries and all this other stuff um, because I've picked up the skill of of communicating with people overseas and over the internet. I love texting a lot. I'm always on the phone. I'm sorry, parents and Samia and, and whoever else, but that is why I have this cap- I have this capability to connect with anyone and that has given me uh, the options that open up the options options to to talk to people wherever they are whoever they are really I'm going to sound very philosophical here but having empathy okay Vaynerchuk having having empathy really helped me connect with people even if I've never met them uh, just trying to see things from their perspective has that's what you should do regardless this is unsolicited life advice but you have to put yourself in someone else's shoes before you talk to them and you have to talk to them in a way where you can connect where you can you know you you can't have the higher ground when you're reaching out to people so reaching out to people making sure that you have value for them first and then you know because there's not how else can you will you build trust online no other way really you you have to have something to give first and be able to connect and so yeah that's that's the overseas component of it but thank thanks for it means a lot um faik iskander i even know what this question is going to be even before looking at it uh when faik sent me a question i knew it was going to be about liverpool and united like straight up uh look faik is is a family friend um but he's he has been uh, a bitter 
rival into the whole Liverpool United saga. But funnily enough, we are both England fans, so so we get along very very well on that end. As soon as it goes to club, as soon as it goes to clubs, we just and anyway, his question is. Would you rather have United get relegated and Liverpool remain trophyless for another decade? United get relegated, but Liverpool is trophyless. Um, or would you have United in the Premier League and trophyless while Liverpool go on a record-breaking trophy run for the decade? I don't think I hate Liverpool as much as as a United fan, uh, as you think a United fan should. Um, for me, everyone else is irrelevant, right? If United is in the championship, I am just going to focus on getting on top. I don't really care if Liverpool's not winning anything, if City's winning trebles every year. It's going to sting, but I don't, I don't support the game to hate on others. Uh, I know it's hard to believe that it's coming out coming out from United fans' mouth, but I love the banter. That's why I do the banter. But you know that that's just just how it is. And plus, I uh, being in Plantec, it's actually taught me to be very unbiased. It's you just have to be unbiased, otherwise you can't sustain something as long as we we have uh, while being biased. So. But would I like to see Liverpool be trophyless for a decade or longer? I mean, it's it's fun to to you know poke poke uh, poke at others' failures. A uh, football question here. I don't know. I should have limited this to not ask me anything, but ask me about creative stuff. Anyway, anyway, next question. Uh, Pushita at. B-R-A-C-H-E-T-A dot M-P-4. This is dot M-P-4. She's a filmmaker. We um, uh, we connected over over the podcast, actually, just a week back, and, and we spoke back and forth. Um, she's a fantastic filmmaker. She's done some great music videos and and is a prominent um, figure in, in, in the Dhaka's emerging filmmaking scene. So, um, yeah, you should totally check out her work. Um, if you haven't already. So her question is, have you arrived at awkward silences or run out of things to say during a podcast? No, um, I can't remember having done that, mainly because of the amount of um, prep that I usually take. Like I really study the the whole, the, the, the person, I'm, person I'm having a discussion with um, and always having a list of things. If anything, it always sucked to end the podcast because there's so much more to talk about uh, with everyone. That was the case. Like, I wanted to talk more. I wanted to ask more. I wanted to... Um, and, and I think they felt the same way. Um, whoever I've interviewed wanted to know more um, and talk more and express more. So we've never had... I've never had any issues of, of getting into awkward... running off them to say... Awkward silences once or twice, maybe when because sometimes when the flow takes over, you do have some levels of scripted questions. Um, but when the flow takes over, uh, you lose track of the questions that you would have prepped for, and then you go like, "Uh," and that's why I say a lot of ums in my in my podcast, which I fucking hate. Like I need to I need to stop that. Um, I need to solve that. Period. So the next question is from Rashik. It's an audio question. Just wanted to give a quick 
background Rashik and I stumbled upon his work as someone who just creates content like he doesn't care if he's getting one view or 500 views or 2000 views he he just wants to create and share his life and express himself which I find liberating in a lot of ways um, so yeah it's um it, it's good to see the amount of persistency he has um, so his, his this is his question hello hi this is Rashik and I have two questions I would love if you could answer them both. The first question is, how did you come up with the list of people to interview? I see you have a wide variety of people on the list. So how did you make that list? I guess a lot of people might be interested to know. And the second question is, who among the people you interviewed surprised you the most? Thanks for the podcast. I really love the way you are doing the podcast. And I hope to stick around till season two and onwards. Thanks for the question, Rashik. Um so the, f- the first part of the question is uh, how did I select the the guests because it's something about creating in different forms especially in digital media there's multiple things that I was personally interested in so music definitely um, digital illustration freelance work um, videos Everything and anything that you can think of in different genres or formats of creating. I wanted people that I personally admire as as guests for, for, for the first season. Now beyond that, not just as creators, but beyond that, because I wanted to help other emerging creators learn um, how to expand their work and understand social media because that's the number one vehicle these days to get your work out there. I wanted to interview prominent people who, ha- who who know how to build a following. Following on Instagram, whether it's through creating memes or on YouTube or or anywhere else really, um, I wanted to get their insight as, as to how do they grow or how do they build a community. And that's why there's this uh, different um, angles. Um, there's, there's, there's like a different... Uh, perspective through through each of these different guests and and more so because I wanted to have a discussion with them it's it was I, I always told them that it's less of an interview and more of a discussion on these topics because in Bangladesh the concept of going deep into a certain topic rarely exists at least in my experience obviously I I'm, could be wrong but in my experience I haven't people go beyond the surface level depth with creators and i wanted to interview creators who i feel would have at least some level of complexity with their work and the community that they've built over over the over the years so um so that's why i've chosen this diverse list of people and also because since this is a new thing altogether um from my end i wanted to see what would give me the biggest reach in the most diverse kind of range through music, through illustrations, through um, YouTubers, through Instagrammers, like I'm, I'm in a way, even though a lot of these people are in a similar kind of bubble, they still have their own kind of silos. And the second question was, who among the guests um, surprised me the most? To be fair, nobody really surprised me a lot. It did give me a different outlook and different perspective of who they are as creators and as human beings but 
nobody already surprised me that oh i thought of you this way but you're a completely different person i feel that that when you do as much research as you need to do for a podcast episode that that that's an hour long in my case in most cases you know a lot about them already um and you know you look at the previous stories that they would have shared interviews that they would have appeared and and get a feel of of how they are if i had to pick one though i would say rafsan uh definitely has some surprise elements to his personality mainly because he's so energetic on camera off camera he's just this really shy quiet boy and then as soon as the camera turns on he's in your face like 24/7 the the energy spikes are insane i don't know how he does it so it's that that was probably interesting to see from from my perspective uh just that different kind of personality switch based on what he needs to deliver so so yeah if i had to pick one it it, it would just be just be him but great question rashik i i love the question uh, another thing as well rashik's on a month long detox for the month of june 2020 which is insane Um I know you follow a lot of um creators that I follow as well who do similar challenges but um I wish I could go on a month long detox of social media that that would be amazing. Um I think I'm going to try and do a two week detox soon but kudos to you man. Um hope you keep it up. Um and hope you listen to this on July 1st if you don't listen to it now. Uh next question Akib Hasib at Akib Hasib who is also a contributor at Shout Daily Star where um he's worked with Ruman who I interviewed in episode 5 4 3 I think yeah uh so his question Akib's question is who's your next guest that you have planned do you plan to keep bringing local creators from Bangladesh or will you have creators from other countries in the future so because I've done all this in December in terms of recording so this is all pre-recorded the next guests are Fahad Riyas Khan who is uh, a fashion consultant um for the consulting agency uh, at Verbworks he is also a content creator um he has been making stuff with his sister who you might know Raba Khan uh, for the Jahanaga project where he started his career and he is now doing a lot of stuff cool stuff with with fashion uh, recently he's been directing some music videos as well so yeah he's He's is my next guest um well next episode the one after is Asif bin Azad so you would have heard of him from the YouTube channel Pai Brothers Limited he's somewhat of a prominent figure in the OG YouTube community back 5 6 years ago um so his interview was quite quite in- interesting as well um then Tanzim who has been behind the camera for most of the podcast episodes so Tanzim is the co-founder um and the brainchild of Talkbog really he uh he well he's the one who who really pushed talkbook to where where it is today and he's helped with the production of the podcast as well and he's an amazing individual who's been who's created more than like 4 500 videos over the year um and i find that fascinating uh with with what he's done so he he's my next guest and then i have one other extra episode so it's not a creator or anything like that it's very personal um but that's an additional episode on top of of the the whole season so that's my season for the next season though 
I wanted to include a lot of international creators as well. But because I want this to be a face-to-face interview, because of COVID-19 and the whole pandemic situation, I don't know if I can do that or if I should do that. Um, I've got a lot of really cool local creators that I know who have massive international audience, like massive. Uh, I would love to feature them, honestly, in, in the next season. So... Um, Fingers crossed things don't get too bad over the next few weeks. Um, I know things aren't as great in some parts, especially in Bangladesh. Uh, it's very worrying, but it is what it is for now. Uh, just, this podcast keeps me sane and not think about that stuff all the time. So I hope that's the same case for you guys. And I hope you're safe, Akib, more importantly. So yeah, in the future, for sure more people from different countries and not just Bangladesh because like I said one of the main points that I wanted to make was bridge the gap between Bangladesh creators and rest of the world final question Anaf Ahmed at enough Anaf he is also part of the Plantic crew um, he's been here for almost a year now and he's on the run of becoming the CEO of the company according to him so I must answer this question to save my future job. Um, jokes aside, thanks again, Anna, for, for putting to the question. So in a city like Dhaka with practically no podcasting culture, who did you look to for inspiration? Fantastic question, Anna. Um, who did I look to for inspiration? So in, in Bangladesh, though, even though podcasting isn't a culture, but to be fair, it's an extension of radio shows so i'm surprised that there isn't a podcasting culture yet which is also kind of why i wanted to start this to help bring that mindset in for a lot of the people but then again mine's in english so i know for a fact that it's not going to reach a mass scale in bangladesh but at least it'll start having some uh, shock waves or impact for certain circles so for me i have been consuming podcasts since 2012 and and that's when actually you know i remember orni who's a co-founder of plantic she came to me with uh, with abir who's also co-founder um of plantic in 2012-ish that hey let's do a podcast and i'm like what the hell's a podcast and they gave me a link of uh, from guardian um about football and, and obviously listen to some economics podcasts and I was like yeah try these things that's that was my first interaction of what what a podcast was and since then i've really picked up on listening to different podcasts um however if i want to cite a direct uh inspiration i would definitely name um philip defranco his youtube videos in a way you know i consume like podcasts um, his podcast as well, a conversation with is is fantastic with other creators as well. Uh, Matt Diavella, he's been brilliant with his podcasts as well. Um, and I also listen to Seth Godin's podcast, um, Akimbo, which is bloody brilliant. And if you're in the world of marketing, um, definitely, definitely check Akimbo out. It's it's brilliant. Um, I do want to start something like that as well. If I can't keep on con- if I can't keep on interviewing. Um, different creators i want to go down that that path yeah so these are the few few people as well that that who that i really looked up to in terms of podcasting um, but of course you know i i listen to a lot of different kinds of podcasts and not just follow them 
completely. So there are a few people I'll just listen to or, you know, like um, um, different media companies like Vox has a great podcast as well. Dissect is another one. Um, Gimlet by Spotify. Who, well, Spotify acquired Gimlet, who does a lot of cool nar- narrative podcasts. So, yeah, plenty of inspiration out there, man. Um, but if I had to pick one of the first first few I mentioned. I think that's all the questions for now. If I didn't answer your question, I'm sorry. I just need to stick to a time limit. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening or watching wherever you've done this. It's it's brutally weird talking to a camera. Like, like look, this, this is what I see, right? This is going to go up on my Instagram story. When I record... Look, look, when I record something, this is what I see. That's it. This is what I see. And it's weird to just talk to a random camera with no one else in the house. So this is what I see. That's it. This is what I see. It's amazing that some of you, even if it's the four or five of you who listen to me regularly, thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Um, the only way to support me is by liking the video, subscribing to the to the channel. That helps out a lot. And if you're if you're an Apple podcast, just drop in a review because Apple's algorithm is just on a different level. They're, they're just weird. So that's it. That's it. I'll catch you in the next episode of the State of the Creators podcast. That will feature Fahad Riaz Khan. For now, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, I know this was a bit ad hoc, a bit less structured, but if you've enjoyed this, um, I will definitely continue more Q&As. I I enjoyed it. I love this. I love answering questions as much as I love asking them. Set of the Creators, TBA out is not going to be my outro signature. I'll just end it with this sentence.